Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey guys, I'm Kaylee Shore, and this is Too Much To Say. For starters, I just want to say thank you so much for all the love on my voice, my brand new single. I always feel like I need to clarify because it's like, oh, have you heard my voice? It's like, yeah, you're, you know, it's a little confusing. Anyways, um, didn't think about that when I named the song, but nonetheless, it's, it's doing really well. And I'm so thankful Bobby played it on the show the other day and, uh, it's been on some really cool Spotify playlists and you guys have been sharing it. And I got to play it full band last Friday, which was amazing because, you know, that opportunity doesn't come along very often. But there's this new live streaming platform called Yoop, Y-O-O-P. And basically, I got to have a bunch of fans and their faces were up on the screen. So I could like talk to people and and answer questions and like hear people clap, which is really nice because most live streams that doesn't happen. And it's a little awkward, you know, like I'll play a song and I'll be like, I'm just pouring my heart out. And then it's just like, okay, well, um, anyways, the next one is called blah, 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 you know? So it, it was really, really cool. It was such a cool way to celebrate the release. And I'm just freaking ecstatic. Um, I did read a negative review today that I shouldn't have read, but you know what? Like Bobby said, when I did the Bobby cast the other day, he said, I think there's passion and polarization. So if someone hates my music, that's probably a good thing. Right, Bobby? I don't know. So this episode, I literally, I can't stop laughing and I'm going to do my best to make it through. But basically, I've gotten asked so many times in interviews, like, what's your most embarrassing moment? And I don't know what my usual go-to is. I think it's about the time that my hair extension fell out on stage. And I was like, oh, like that's not really that embarrassing. That's just a thing that happens. Um, So I've decided to dedicate an entire episode to the times I've humiliated myself. And um, basically just roasting me as a kind of compensation for all the half-assed answers I've given in interviews over the past five years about what my most embarrassing moment is. 
<laughs> so here we go. Everything from this episode is pieced together from my <laughs> old journals all the way back to sophomore year of high school, my Tumblr, and uh, some choice text messages that I have sent. So um, <laughs> I really am going to have a hard time um, getting through this, but that's why I have a glass of wine. I alternate for podcast episodes depending on the content between wine and coffee, and this is definitely a wine episode. So, okay. For starters, <laughs> this is a diary entry from August 17th, 2011. It was the summer before junior year, and I met a boy at the beach. Okay, let's just, let's just dive right in. I've spent the last eight months being miserable, and each day that's passed, I've lost more hope in the human race until I didn't even believe in love anymore. I made that clear to every guy that's even come near me recently. One even tried to prove me wrong, but I couldn't handle it. I wanted no strings, no commitments, no promises, because promises just break, because they're so damn fragile. I lost all faith that anyone could ever feel the same way for each other at the same time. Then I met Zach. Less than a week ago, actually. Five days, I believe it's been. We hung out every day since the day we met, at the beach. I was with Megan and Courtney, and they, Zach and his friends, wanted to meet up, so we did. Zach had FB chatted me a few weeks before about my YouTube, very original, but I sort of brushed it off. But then I became immediately attracted to him after I met him. He texted me that night, and we hung out the next day. I can't stop thinking about him. I can't stop writing about him. I want to be with him all the time. But I'm trying so hard to play it cool, like act like I don't care. Okay, I was doing a terrible job of playing it cool. I'm very good at disappearing and very good at running away when things get too intense, but I already like him too much to do that. I hate feeling vulnerable, so I act like a heartless bitch so they don't think they can hurt me. (laughs) But he just makes me so happy, so much happier than I've felt in a long time. His eyes are brown with green around them, and I could just stare forever. And he has this crooked little smile, but I love it so much. And his hair is dark and thick and curly, and he kisses me so soft, and snuggling with him is so much fun. Like he says, you just fit perfectly. He always tastes like peppermint and smells like summer rain and trees and detergent. Am I even making sense? Side note, no, you're fucking not. I can't remember the last time I felt this way. Did I even feel this way with Brandon? I leave for summer camp in three days, and as excited as I am, I'm going to miss him so much. I would date him in a heartbeat, which is so weird, considering I've spent the whole summer avoiding relationships like the plague. Shit. This is the longest diary entry ever, and my Chinese takeout is here, so I'm going to go, but I'm sure I'll be writing more very, very soon. Then at the bottom of the entry, I wrote lyrics to a Demi Lovato song with a bunch of hearts around it. But you're so hypnotizing. You got me laughing while I sing. You got me smiling in my sleep. (sighs) Okay, so I watched Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen a couple weeks ago for the first time in forever. And I realized I was Lola in high school and I was pretty unbearable. So these diary entries have really confirmed that for me. Most of the next few entries are me saying... I texted Zach a few minutes ago saying, hi, cutie. And he just said, hi, I was just about to text you. Like, even when he says stuff that wouldn't normally be that cute, it's 10 times cuter because it's him saying it. I could honestly just write about this all day, but I'd rather be able to see him tonight. So I'm going to go get on that list of things to do later. Like, just, just the dumbest shit like that. I kept talking about how good he smelled. Those are the next few entries. Um, I just can't. I just cannot with myself. So basically, I left for summer camp. I was gone for a few weeks. I come back and we hang out. Okay, (laughs) so I'm back from camp, August 28th, 2011. 
I went to the beach with Zach last night. It was perfect as usual. Charlotte asked him if we were going to date and he said probably, which is really good news. I fucking tried to dye the underneath part of my hair blonde like Haley Williams and it did nothing. I am so pissed. Anyways, I'm going out later so I have to get ready and call Garnier and bitch at them. I feel like I was just really talking a big game in my diary. I can't imagine myself ever calling a 1-800 number to complain about how my hair didn't look like Haley Williams when I spent $8 on it. Okay, August 30th, 2011. Zach asked me out. We are dating. Everything's good for a few days. Blah, 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 blah. 11 days later. September 11th, 2011. Zach dumped me. Lost interest. It wasn't, quote unquote, exciting anymore. We were at the playground, and after a lot of awkward silence, I could tell something was up. He started asking why I was so pessimistic, why I always hope for the best but expect the worst. So I said something about how people always let you down, and he said I was wrong, then fucking dumped me like two seconds later. Like, what the fuck? Because it actually makes no sense. But I just talked to Brandon, who was my ex-boyfriend, for like an hour, so I feel a lot better about this. (laughs) Okay, clearly. Clearly, I was super, super into Zach and was going to have a very hard time getting over that. Um, Wow. I mean, I think that the most hilarious part about that is when I was like, for eight months, I didn't believe in love. Then I met Zach five days ago. Like, okay, bitch. And then me trying to like, I don't know who I was performing for. Like, I feel like when I go back and read my old diary entries from high school or middle school, I'm always like talking to an audience in them somehow. And look, Little did I know I was going to be reading them for my thousands of podcast listeners. So what a time, what a time. So I guess that embarrassing moment is just who I was as a person in high school. Um, I don't really know how to describe myself in high school. I'm going to do another episode kind of diving into my school years with my best friend, Ariana, who I've been best friends with since we were like 11, because she'll be able to tell you a little bit more accurately who I was in high school and what I was like because she's a lot less biased because she's not me. Um, I mean, I don't know. I was, I was very dramatic. I don't think I'm like into drama, you know, like fighting with people. I actually don't like that. I think maybe in high school I did a a little bit. Um, but mostly I was just like, I would say theatrical is probably better than dramatic. Like if I liked a guy, he was the love of my life. If someone broke my heart it was the end of the world and then like the next week I was completely over it and I was like what are you talking about that wasn't even that big of a deal like what what (laughs) but I was (laughs) frequently on my tumblr page and this is from my junior year of high school I could not tell you who I was talking about but I said I want you and a house with a long driveway with a big yard, always anticipating a season of joys. Flowers, slip and slides, piles of leaves, and snowmen. I want you and a dog named Roscoe. That is so specific. Tawny colored and always willing to snuggle. I don't know what tawny colored is. I would like to just interject and say. I want you and a fireplace. As the years pass, stockings will be added one by one, each bearing a different name. I want you and a home to make our own. A home to teach our children of all the magic things in life. A place to come back to when the dreaming is done. A place to grow old. I want you and a place to fall more in love with you each day. Bitch, who the fuck were you talking about? Oh my god. You literally couldn't even buy cigarettes yet. Much less a house. Jeez, um... Like, that was me when I got a crush on somebody. And in my heart, I knew I didn't want that. But I think it just was a fun game to play with myself. That, like, 
the whoever I had made out with at the school dance was like the one with a trademark sign next to it. Oh my God. I was a lot. I was a lot. And Tumblr, that was all public. (laughs) So like everyone in my school saw that. And for some reason, I didn't think there was a problem with that. Speaking of things that happened in front of the entire school, let's talk about the, um, the talent show. Okay. So freshman year of high school, I got a big crush on this guy and he was a junior. He was on the football team. He was like one of the hottest guys in school. And I was kind of an ugly duckling. Like I think the first time a boy ever told me I was pretty, I was in eighth grade or something like that. And when everybody was getting boyfriends and girlfriends in middle school, like boys would not even like look at me. I was just very weird and hiding in a corner, writing songs during class. So when a really, really cute boy was talking to me, I was like completely blown away. And I was like, oh my God, am I hot shit? I don't know, TBD, but wow, this is a big deal. And we hung out a few times and then he would text me and we would be really flirty. And I thought we were going to date because I thought that that was how things worked. And one time he texted me after we hung out and he said, I can't wait to kiss you, you sexy ginger. Um, for some clarity, I am a natural redhead and my hair was like really, really like neon orange in high school. Now I'm blonde. It's, it's somehow toned itself down over the years. And now I get like, you know, balayage or whatever it's called. But I was, I was, had just flaming red hair. So all of that being said, it's still very weird that he referred to me as a sexy ginger. Um, uncomfortable but at the time I was so desperate for affection and attention I was like wow that's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me like oh my god (laughs) stop it (laughs) and then I heard from a couple girls who were on the cheerleading squad that this guy had told them because I talked to my friends about it I've been like oh my god I'm talking to this guy he's so cute and it got back to one of the girls on the cheerleading squad who was dating him and and he had told all of these girls as damage control that he didn't know who I was he, we'd never talked before and then I was making everything up and I was like oh my god like it was just like just the most like textbook straightforward sucky fuckboy behavior and it was my first real experience with one as well so being um the aggressive person that I am I decided to set the record straight because I was humiliated that everybody thought I was like lying about talking to a boy. Like, oh my God, no, why would I do that? Because you could just ask him. Like, it was just insane. So I took a screenshot of uh, the text he sent me that said, good night. I can't wait to kiss you, you sexy ginger. And I put it on Facebook and I tagged him and his girlfriend in it. Was it my most shining moment? No. Is it funny to tell 10 years later? Yes. Was it funny at the time? Absolutely not. Um, it it was, it was quite the move. It was a very bold move from a freshman, freshman. I will tell you that much. So obviously like the whole school erupts because like he was on the football team. She was like the cheerleading captain. And it was like, like a very bad ending to a Taylor Swift song. That's, it was like, you belong with me. But when they like, if Taylor Swift was aggressive and unhinged and uh, you got to hear the ending, like that's what it was. Taylor has always been a little bit more reserved than I am. And I try to learn from her. Um, But yeah, no, I, I really busted out the crazy. 
So the whole school's talking and then like people were taking sides and um, I got some very mean Facebook messages from girls who were friends with her, which like in retrospect, I understand. But like also I had no idea he had a girlfriend and that wasn't what I did wrong. What I did wrong was like post about it and make it a big thing when like honestly now I would probably go talk to the girl and be like, hey, um, I'm like dating your boyfriend and maybe you want to talk to him about that. But as if that wasn't enough, I had to take it a step further. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com iHeart. That's LifeLock.com iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to Bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. And I wrote this song called French Fries. 
and I uploaded it to YouTube. And now I will play you an excerpt from this song that I uploaded that pretty much everybody in my high school saw, knowing who it was about. This is French fries. As much as you say Then why do you talk to me every day A player's a cheater and they never change So as for my decision, it's staying the same I've reached a whole new level of maturity By not letting you get with me you can say you're just having fun But I won't be second to none If I give you all my heart I want all yours, not just a part I'm not like french fries I won't be put on the side Alright, the, the, the best part I think is the bridge, so... You can say we only live once We should have fun while we're young But I don't want it If it involves being dishonest <laughs> You can say you're just having fun But I won't be second to none If I give you all my heart I want all yours and not just a part I'm not like french fries And then as if that little stunt, actually those those two little stunts weren't enough, um, I had written so many songs about this guy. I mean, he was probably my first true muse, to be completely honest. And um, at the sophomore year talent show, it had been like a year since to be, and like, to be fair, I wasn't doing this as a stunt. I was doing it because it was one of the better songs I'd written and I was trying to win the talent show. Okay. There were gift cards involved. There was a gift card to a local pizza place, if I remember correctly, and I don't fuck around when it comes to free pizza. So I played this song called Notice Me. In in retrospect, yes, embarrassing, but I was like 15, so give me a break. And I'm I'm introing the song in front of the entire school in the auditorium, and I'm like, hey, um, this is a song I wrote about... And somebody stands up in the audience and yells out this guy's name, like first and last name. Also, like pretty much everybody knew it was a small school, like everybody knew what had happened. So even if they just said his first name, they would have gotten him. And I froze and I was like literally about to sing. And I was it was one of my first times singing in front of the whole school too, like in front of a lot of those people. And I was like, yeah, um, yep, it is. Anyways, um, here's my song. And uh, it was it was so embarrassing. So that was definitely one of my most embarrassing moments. But I I do think now I looking back can can recognize that I did in fact bring that on myself. And I wish I could say that I stopped embarrassing myself in high school, but I can't. And uh, this is from February of 2019, uh, which is very recent in the grand scheme of things. This was a letter I wrote to a guy who I thought I was in love with and 
now that I have hindsight, I'm like, mm, yeah, no, you weren't. You were mm, probably projecting some uh, some issues onto that situation and uh, tying your self-worth to what a man thought of you. <laughs> that was not the first time I'd done that, but hopefully it'll be the last. So I write this letter to him and I was drunk and I never sent it, which I feel like is important to say. But now that I'm reading it with the clarity of knowing that this was a man who just did not like me as much as I liked him and was not looking for a relationship and probably will be a career fuckboy, bless his heart. It's all very, very laughable. Um, I'm going to skip over most of it because it just it's so cringy. But my favorite parts are the part where I'm clearly like deluding myself and somehow making it making his like shortcomings seem like a positive thing so this is my favorite paragraph as a person you have taught me so much about being present you are always a hundred percent wherever you are and that's why i've learned to not assume you hate me when you don't text me back i think we just need to do this moment to moment i'm not thinking about my future with you because all i want is you right now you don't need to promise me anything except that you'll tell me if you want this to stop which i think in his own way he did tell me several times um but wow, what a what a bold assumption. I'm like, oh my God, you're just like not texting me back because like you're like living in the momo, you know? Like you're you're in it for the here and now. Like you're not looking at your phone. Okay, this is a man who I swear to God likes every picture on Instagram. Like every picture. Like I'm impressed by the amount of pictures he can like to the point where I thought maybe it was like some sort of like robot or plugin, but no, this man is just always on Instagram. And somehow I managed to convince myself he wasn't texting me back because he was living in the moment. There is no drug quite like denial, folks. No drug. And then this is where I really, really lose it. <laughs> so I, you know, I laid out how I felt about him and, you know, what I was asking for. And in my head, I was like, I don't need that much from him. I just want to be with him. Like, I just want to spend time with him. I don't need to be his girlfriend, whatever. Okay, that's fine. But like, the delusion just jumped out of the page in this last, last paragraph. You can take your time to think about this, but I think deep down, you've had enough to know you want me in your life too. I'm not asking you to hold my hand in a bar, tell everyone we work with, post about us on Instagram, call me every day, stop hanging out with your girlfriend, stop going out every Friday, stop working so much. I don't want any of those things. I just want you. Okay, so to put that in perspective, that would be saying, hey, um, let's be in a relationship, but like, you don't need to hold my hand. Like, you don't need to let anybody know we're together. You don't have to like tell anyone. Like, of course you don't. Um, why would you post about us on Instagram for in a relationship? Like, you absolutely don't have to do that. Do you don't even have to talk to me? Honestly, don't even call me every day. Don't even call me at all. Like, just that's fine. Like, do your thing. And you can even have other girlfriends. Like, that's one hundred percent okay with me. Like, whatever you need to do. Um, yeah. And you can go out every Friday and like not hang out with me and leave me at home crying. Like, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Bitch, what the fuck? <laughs> and I meant that. And I swear to God, my cat monkey, God bless his heart. I've had him since I was eight years old. He is my homie. He came over and sat on this notebook. I was writing this in and he started scratching it up. So this letter has like cat scratches all through it and I and then he just looked me in the eyes and I think that was my cat's way of saying fuck you get your shit together because you're an embarrassment 
So that all comes to a head, and I uh, was just progressively more frustrated that I wasn't getting my way. And then I think that that's where a lot of things came to see the light. And maybe I was, you know, I, I was going through a lot at that point in my life, to be completely fair. Like, this was, like, right after a serious breakup, right after I'd lost my sister. And, and I think now that I'm looking back with a clear head, I'm like, okay, I was absolutely trying to find something I can control, which was this like micro relationship or this situationship or whatever. And I was putting everything on that because I couldn't do anything about my ex. I couldn't do anything about my sister, but I felt like if I could make this guy like me, it would fix everything, which is such bullshit. And, um, something I've talked about a lot in therapy and, uh, yeah, we're not going to do that again. We're not going to do that again. And it was just this horrible cycle where like, it, it was just a lot of a lot of drunk texting, and I have I said some some absolutely heinous things to this guy, just you know being like, mm, why don't you love me? Like stuff like that, you know. Maybe not that on the nose, but I mean, a, a child could put together that that was what I meant. Comes to a head on St. Patrick's Day. Um, I have been drinking a lot, and by drinking a lot, I mean I started drinking whiskey at 12 p.m., and by 12 a.m., I was chasing whiskey shots with straight whiskey. And there is such a thing as too much whiskey. There is. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what any country song says. Uh, There is such a thing. And I had it. So I run into him, and we're talking, and I was like, you know, and he, he said something, he was like, Kaylee, you're really drunk. Like, I'm, I'm not going to go home with you tonight. And I was like, why aren't you going to do that? And like, just super whiny. Like this was my worst self. Like this really was. And we decided to go to cookout. And, and I think he was just humoring me and trying to make sure that I like ate something and somehow like didn't like get alcohol poisoning or whatever. And so we're walking to cookout and I barely remember this. Like, and I'm not, I'm not proud of how drunk I was that night. I, I, still enjoy drinking but I haven't been this drunk since and I would just like to have that on the record I'm not endorsing this behavior and you'll soon find out why so apparently um I on the way to cookout to get a milkshake and a corn dog I said is the reason you don't love me because you're gay for your best friend that was a bold assumption and there's something very problematic about me assuming that just because the guy doesn't like me, he's gay. So I would like to apologize for that. But wow, what a low. And naturally, this man was like, oh my God. So that was the end of that. And and we were supposed to write a song the next day, like uh, professionally, because that's how we met, was, was writing songs together. And he canceled that in every single date that we had on the books till the end of time. Uh and we're on okay terms now, but that was one of one of those examples of something that really, really needs some time to uh, to settle. Uh, but I wrote a song about that situation as well, and um, I'm going to play this for you. This one's called Self Awareness. I'm sorry that I got too drunk and I met you out and I kissed your lips and I ran my mouth at you in a fast food parking lot. Oops, I just overshared again Talking too much shit to your best friend To be fair, I think that he's on my side It goes black after that But I can tell that it was bad You don't have to tell me Cause I already know I say I'll change Even though I probably won't The first step is saying that I have problems The second is when I 
actually solve them But I know I'm a psycho So in all fairness At least I have self-awareness Yeah, you truly hate to see it. Um, I feel like I've done a lot of growing in the past year and a half. I honestly think that quarantine and literally locking me in my house had a lot to do with it because I couldn't go out and be reckless at the first sign of, of distress. Because normally my, uh, my go-to coping mechanism is to just light my life on fire uh, to have a distraction, which makes literally no sense because that just means when it gets bad, it gets worse. It's so weird to like look back on these things because I'm actually like pretty calm these days. I'm doing pretty well, but damn, February 2019, Kaylee was not doing very good. And guess what? I'll never look at St. Patrick's Day the same again. I could probably go on for hours. I have thousands more embarrassing stories, but I got to save some content for the other podcasts. Um, so thanks for listening. <laughs> there really have been so many listeners recently on the podcast and I would like to say thank you, but I'm also aware that I might not be aware of how many people are listening. Uh, and that is the reason I could do an episode like this. So I'm just going to pretend that it's like five or six people. Um, and it's like more like 20,000, but it's okay. It's okay. Um, I would like to thank all of you for making this podcast so fun. And thank you for the love on my new single, my voice. I have some more music coming out soon. My deluxe version of my album, open book called open book on a bridge will be out at the end of the year. And, um, there's going to be some songs about the situation I talked about today. Self-awareness is not on the project, but there are some that dive into that particular, um, situationship is my, is my favorite word to describe it. So basically just read my diary to you guys today and played you some songs that I wrote that, uh, didn't think anybody would hear. So it really is fitting that this podcast is called too much to say. Thanks for listening. I'm Kaylee Shore and I'll see you guys next week. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. 
Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.